and welcome to another edition of the V Auto Podcast. I'm Lance Helgeson with V Auto, and I'll be your host for today's episode. For today's conversation, we're going to examine three key stages of the used vehicle life cycle. Acquisition, the decision to retail or wholesale a vehicle, and merchandising the vehicle. The reason we're looking at these three elements of the life cycle is because at V Auto, we believe each one holds opportunity for dealers. So we're gonna talk about that opportunity as well as some innovations the auto is bringing to NADA 2024 in Las Vegas to help dealers optimize on these distinct opportunities. So for the conversation, we've got three smart folks here. Allison Spangler, Senior Business Development Director for Viato. She focuses in on the wholesale side of the car business. Nathan Fox, the Associate Vice President of Strategy and Operations at Viato, who specializes in vehicle merchandising, and Patrick Janes, Senior Director of Strategic Planning for Viato, who worked on the retail side of the business before joining Viato as a performance manager. Thanks everyone for being here today. Thanks Lance, appreciate you having us. Excited to be here. Thank you Lance. All right. Well, Patrick, since you were the last one to speak up there, let's start with you on the acquisition side of things. Um, and I guess, what? how would you describe the current challenge and opportunity? You know, I've been studying lately, Lance, um, one of the disruptors who will remain nameless, but I'll give you some stats that I think are uh, quite interesting. Uh, and, I, and I wrote them down over here and I, and I wrote down that this disruptor will buy or trade almost 1.2 million units off the street this year, and they will wholesale about 45% of those, which is about 550,000 units. And on those wholesale units, they'll make $1,000 in gross per unit. Let's, hmm. let's not even talk about the cars they bought and they retailed. Just spinning off those wholesale units because they're out there acquiring uh, from multi-channels, multi-sources, buying cars and bringing those into their ecosystem. And I, I find that pretty fascinating. Uh, and this is uh, you know one of those disruptors. This is not a franchise dealer organization. Isn't it fair to say, Patrick, though, that, that that's the success story, but that dealers themselves have now started to adopt that way of thinking to some degree? I would say they're a little slow to ramp up on that. You know, okay. some of the larger groups, I think, have started to put, you know, aggressive buy centers in place to buy cars off the street. They've been a little more aggressive in buying cars uh, through service appointments, um, private party listings. So they're all trying to set up these types of strategies, but I wouldn't say that's the norm. And really, that's where we're trying to move all of our dealer body towards because this inventory is important, right? We've probably had seven to nine million units in new cars that weren't produced uh, back during the pandemic that should be our used cars today. So there's been a, a supply issue. Now, some lately will say, hey, the market's shifting a little bit. It's a little softer. Demand is lighter. And so I can find cars. But every dealer I speak to always says, yeah, I can find cars, but can you find cars you can make money on, you know, and profitable cars? 
that takes a lot of uh, uh, of sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, as they say, <laughs> to try to get in and find those cars that they can acquire and actually make money off of. So what is V Auto doing specifically on that score to help? Uh, well, I guess it's two scores. The, the first score is multi-channel and developing more proficiency and competency. And then second, it's fishing in the, across those channels uh, for the right cars that, that you can get at the right price. Yeah, I, I think this is a great opportunity for us to, to help, you know, in, in inject some technology to be, help the dealer be a lot more efficient. So if you look at, let's just call it a medium-sized dealer um, that is trying to put some of these, trying to tap into some of these sources and put a strategy in place. It sounds like an overwhelming HR uh, uh, complication to be able to say that, you know, I got to, I got to post people up in the uh, service drive. I've got to have a, you know, a buying center or an internet department that's out, you know, trying to solicit private party listings. Uh, I've got to uh, have someone buying at auction every day. That, that looks like a, a lot of people, you know, on the roster that have to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. But by taking technology and aggregating all of those sources and all that opportunity and putting them into one place, which is what we're doing, I can now go through tens of thousands of vehicles with a strategy in mind and try to work those vehicles down to the ones that I know are best for my dealership. They fill the holes that I have. Uh, they meet the strategy, uh, which I'm willing, uh, the strategic, uh, uh, call it the max bid that I'm willing to pay for those particular cars and still be profitable. Uh, so we think that a dealership can now put a process around that and be able to put a pay plan around someone that can go across all those sources, across all those channels and start to find vehicles to bring into the dealership and work on this as a routine, you know, muscle memory every day to be able to acquire cars that they can make money on as a regular process. So what is the, is there, there's a solution then that, that, that performs those things? Yeah, well, you know, you're letting the cat out of the bag, but I will. Well, we are going to um, announce at NADA uh, a new solution called Global Search. Uh, and it will be free to all profit time GPS dealers uh, that are on that solution with us. And that's going to enable them to aggregate all of these different sources, use their profit time strategy in uh, that solution to be able to apply it and find the best cars for them to purchase. And I think it's going to present an amazing efficiency uh, to these dealers to be able to acquire profitable cars throughout all these different sources instead of the traditional, I get some trade-ins and when I get short, I go to the auction and keep my hand up and maybe sometimes pay a little too much for these cars. Uh, we can kind of cast a wider net and go after all these different opportunities. So I think it's going to enable some really cool things for the dealer to put a, a, sound, a sound, more efficient and more economical process around in the dealership to go get cars. So let me just clarify that. Uh, I would be in one place and I would see have kind of access to all of those channels and all of the vehicles. And I might be able to filter based on the strategic parameters I have set up. That's correct. Okay. So if you think about it, um, you know, 
many of our clients are uh, familiar with our Stockway product. And, uh, you know, what we really did is we kind of innovated on that product, right? So Stockwave was designed to aggregate all the auctions across the country uh, and put them in one place and then be able to filter through the cars that you needed to be able to bid on the ones that you wanted. Uh, now we take all those different sources, right? Service appointments. Uh, if you're a Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer dealer, we'll bring those leads into the fold. We'll bring in missed appraisals, all right? We always talk to dealers about, hey, we got to have a, uh, a, you know, a save-a-deal meeting, right? Oh. We got to go look at those appraisals that we didn't capture. Imagine if those missed appraisals, these are cars that have uh, you appraised in the last 60 days, and we have not seen them show up on another dealer's website. And those are there in the solution, and you can go back and say, wow, there's some gold and platinum cars. <laughs> if anybody's familiar with our, our precious metals within um, uh, profit time, and obviously gold and platinum are the ones we're after, uh, there are some of those cars out there in those missed trades. Probably the ones, if I'm going to pick up the phone and start to get uh, a missed trade or a customer that we didn't buy their vehicle back into the dealership, that's where I'm going to start. And imagine applying that same concept then against Car customers or uh, cars that are going to be coming off lease, cars flowing through my service drive, cars on private party listings. Uh, it really allows you to focus in on those cars that are going to provide the greatest return on investment. And that's where the real efficiency pays off. Understood. So kind of like a hub to guide that multi-channel proficiency. Okay. Thank you, Patrick. So Allison, let's pretend like we just got the car that we, you know, we were talking that Patrick was telling us how we're going to go out and acquire. And we're yeah. at that uh, retail wholesale exit decision part uh, of the life cycle. And I guess I want to, Patrick also alluded to another disruptor who seems to be making money on the wholesale side. So what do we see as the opportunity at that retail wholesale exit judgment call? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Lance. Well, the great thing is there's a couple opportunities that we have, and it all starts with your strategy. But most importantly, it ends with making more money. And I'm actually going to back up a little bit to Lance and talk about, you know, from what Patrick was saying, we acquired the car, right? But let's imagine that we're acquiring a car um, from a consumer specifically, right? Mm -hmm. Every time I talk to dealers, they always have a retail strategy, which is great focus on retail, get consumers in the door, make as much money as possible. Not always a wholesale strategy though, which I think is interesting. Wholesale is really looked at to be the loss leader and kind of something that we don't always want to deal with. But the best thing is, as Patrick talked about a little earlier, utilizing a couple different tools out there, every car you can have a guaranteed profit on. Remember, you don't need to retail every car to make money, but at the time of appraisal, you can leverage the right tools and data to decide the best exit strategy for each VIN by really leveraging the double barrel approach. What is the double barrel approach? Tell, yeah, tell absolutely. So double barrel approach really focuses on at the time of appraisal, do I want to wholesale or retail this car and having a strategy for each of them? So I'm going to focus on the wholesale piece of it right now. But by utilizing tools such as Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer, um, every dealer and everyone on your team, you can implement a consistent active appraisal and walk around with every consumer that comes through the door. 
that is going to allow you to acquire the car at not only the right number, but at a number that your consumer feels confident with as well. During the appraisal, you'll also be able to leverage an additional data and tool called Upside, which is a tool that's going to give you a guaranteed profitable exit number. Again, guaranteed profitable exit number on every car when you pair it with a Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Best part is you can manage and see all of that throw flow through Viato, just like you do with your retail cars today. That's going to eliminate risk for you when acquiring vehicles that you know that you don't want to retail. Even better, when leveraging upside, you can seamlessly dispose of that unit from your lot into the largest wholesale marketplace. And when that unit sells for above the upside guarantee, you're going to get a share of the profits as well. Win-win. I want to explore that win-win, but let me back up for just a second, Allison, yeah. to make sure I'm tracking. So if if I'm if I'm the appraiser and I have the tools that you like we went through, we have our Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer number. So then I am making a decision, okay, is this a retail or wholesale car? Exactly. I'm seeing my my profit potential on both sides at the same time to make that call. Exactly. And that's really what the double barrel approach is, right? Having a retail and wholesale strategy that's complementary to each other, but being able to decide at the time of appraisal and then acquisition what you're going to do with that car, which is then going to speed up your turn on both sides and turn that vehicle into cash as fast as possible. So you mentioned upside as as the, the, the way to take it to the wholesale market how how does that work and how is upside able to guarantee a profit yeah absolutely so the the best part is from a dealer perspective we make it as seamless and easy as possible so upside is going to take that kelly blue book instant cash offer number that you will see within your v auto tool and you're going to have a guaranteed profit on top of that kelly blue book instant cash offer from there um, we're going to send a third party out to your lot to do an inspection on that car, which is then going to put buyer confidence on that. So, you know, no matter what, a third party inspected that car, it's then, it's then going to get sold on Upside Direct, uh, which leverages all of the eyeballs of the largest wholesale marketplace of Mannheim that is out there. That car is going to get sold, turn into cash. When that car sells above that Upside guarantee that I mentioned earlier, um, you as the dealer are actually going to share in the lion's share of that profit as well. So the number that you get doesn't just stop at the upside guarantee. There is unlimited profit potential once that car goes into the wholesale marketplace. Best part is you never need to transport it to an auction. That buyer will come right to you to pick up that unit. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot, Allison. When, when uh, Patrick was talking about the unmentioned or unnamed disruptor, yeah, who I think we all know who it is. Uh, but he mentioned it's a thousand bucks a copy in, in wholesale. Um, and, and I realized that that part of that scale and everything else, but do we do we have an average that that a, across the dealers who use upside a, as sellers where where that number has landed for them? It's gonna be you know different by dealer, but I'm curious if we have an average. Yeah, absolutely. And great question, Lance. And as Patrick mentioned, with that thousand uh, dollars per cop per copy upside is right in line with that too. So now you can also um, make as much money on the wholesale as those disruptors out there are as well. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, Allison.
Nathan, let, let's let's pretend that we didn't wholesale the car, uh, and and that we've made a decision to retail it, which brings us to merchandising. And so I guess if you would um, give us a sense of what the opportunity is for dealers with regard to merchandising. Well, Lance, I think it builds on themes you heard from Patrick and uh, Allison, right? Which is the notion of having a variable approach to the way you run your inventory and manage your inventory. And that cascades into the merchandising strategy for each and every bin. You know, historically, dealers were uh, somewhat of a one size fits all in the merchandising. I'll take some photos, I'll stick a price on it, and I'll tell you how many miles is on it, and I'll send that out everywhere. And they're really missing out on an opportunity to tell the value story of each and every VIN based upon how they've invested in it, what options and features are available, whether it's been certified, et cetera. And they're leaving lots of potential pricing power on the table when we know that shoppers are, are making decisions online. 71% of shoppers only compare cars online. So if you don't have that variable approach to what you put into that VIN specific story, then you're not going to educate the shopper in a way that they're going to make a most informed decision. How, how does the value uh, part work? Well, maybe let me give you an example, Lance, of, uh, in the, to answer that question. Let me talk about tires and brakes as an example. You know, dealers consistently replace yeah. tires and brakes in the reconditioning process. Sure. Our estimates are, as an industry, there's over $4 billion with a B spent on tires and brakes. Massive amount of investment of capital. The good news is seven out of 10 consumers are willing to pay more for a car if it has new tires or new brakes. Not, not just a few dollars more, but 800 or $1,000 plus for that vehicle because they understand the value of wearables. They've had to take their credit card out and pay for those in the future. The bad news is you never see dealers actually taking the time to make that part of the story they tell when that is an element of the vehicle. It's hard work to do, but there's tremendous value they're leaving on the table. That $4 billion investment isn't generating return because they're not informing consumers that it exists, even though the consumers are willing to open their wallet and write a bigger check if they know that that's on the vehicle. Interesting. So is that the impediment then that it just takes time to do that? Or is there a philosophical barrier there too? Uh, I think in, a, in many cases, Lance, it is a, um, it's a time barrier, you know, so dealers really, um, you know, are pressed for, you know, how do they run their um, operation efficiently? You know, that's why at Viata, we're always seeking to build tools that um, make it more streamlined, simpler, as Patrick alluded to, right, making it a process that they can use repeatedly without taxing the organization. Uh, I think when it comes to reconditioning, there's also a little bit of a uh, of an impediment from a mindset um, in that um, there's always a notion of, well, is it good or bad to put um, reconditioning information out there? And you know, I think what we've found through our research is if you put the right conditioning information out there, it's always good. Things like tires and brakes is always valuable. Dealer, or consumers always see that as valuable. If you put other information out there out of context, mechanical information that you or mechanical repairs you've made, et cetera, it's a bit more mixed, right? And so what we find is actually in that scenario, 49% of consumers will have more of a more negative view of a car uh, than a positive view. Tires and brakes, it's 93% have a more positive view of the car. And so um, I think there's a bit of an education opportunity of what, what really tells a positive story about the vehicle 
unlocks value in that vehicle. And then, as I said, you know, giving dealers um, the tools to make that efficient and easy for them to do without taxing them uh, on each and every vehicle. So what is the, the, the tool or solution that, that V Auto is bringing to market uh, related to, to, to merchandising here? We have a, a new uh, solution called Vehicle Intelligence 360, uh, which is a product that pulls uh, data from existing dealer processes and sources. Um, so it taps into what dealers are already doing. So for instance, on reconditioning, it taps into RO data that lives in X-Time, one of our other products within Cox Automotive, automatically normalizes information so that we can identify when a car has new tires and new brakes and allows that to be auto-populated into the merchandising experience. Uh, Vehicle Intelligence 360 does that not just for the reconditioning, but for features on the car, uh, CPO benefits, et cetera. So it's really trying to um, minimize the, uh, the effort the dealer has to put in so they can begin to tell those vehicle specific stories and really taking a variable approach to the way they, they merchandise and retail their uh, their vehicles. Now, I've, I've, I don't spend a lot of time looking at, at vehicle listings, but from occasion, time to time, I'll, I'll poke around just because I'm kind of curious. But I, I have noticed uh, with used vehicles in particular, when I'm looking at a VDP, there's, there's more things to, there's more, you know, call outs and, and things for me to, to touch on, to, to tell me a little bit about the car, uh, which I don't remember being around, you know, three to five years ago. So is that the kind of thing that uh, Vehicle Intelligence 360 is bringing to bear here? Um, I think, Lance, what you're referencing is probably more of the content that's embedded in photos in the photo oh. carousel. Is that what you're referencing? Yeah. In your experience? Yeah, that that is uh, that is content that we enable uh, at Viado through a product called Intelligent Promotion. So you know it, it allows a finite amount of information to be embedded into the photo carousel. Uh, the product Vehicle Intelligence 360 that we're launching is actually an interactive experience for sh for shoppers. And and the real benefit of uh, one of the real benefits of that is it allows much more information to be layered together, right? Because it's it's done in a way where Shoppers can discover that information in the way that they click through the uh, the details of the vehicle. They don't have to plod through step by step in a linear fashion. They can uh, go through it in any any order that is uh, beneficial to them. And so it allows us to bring a lot more content, a lot more information to that story about each vehicle. And so it's a completely new experience for the uh, the consumer. So snazzier, snazzier uh, VDP experience is what we're talking about, similar to what I've seen at other online uh, industries. Yeah, absolutely, Lance. I mean, I shoppers are being trained outside of the auto industry on what they look for and how they evaluate vehicle or how they evaluate goods. And so we have an opportunity to continue to uh, learn from some of the uh, industries that are ahead of us in e-commerce. And, uh, and you're absolutely right. This starts to then replicate some of the experiences you might find in, in other industries. Good, good. Well, thanks to each of you for, for joining the conversation and, and for listeners, viewers. Uh, let me just recap. We've got acquisition and, and global search. We've got the retail wholesale exit strategy and the pairing of Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer and Upside. And with merchandising, it's Vehicle Intelligence 360. So look for those at NADA. Allison, Nathan, and Patrick, thank you guys for joining the podcast. Thank you, Lance. 
Thank you, Lance. Thanks, Lance. Thanks, Lance. And for all of you listening in, thank you for joining the podcast. Until next time, stay well. Thank you.